Doing it all never looks so easy That ginger-haired classic's a girl on the go From the heart of a story as queens She's the one you really got to know Home cooking, the hostess, the cat's meow Can lift your spirits when you're blue With songs and music gossip from the local spots And style tips just for you Look out, here's Candy Got politics and fashion recipes and tablet trash. So, honey, get out in the know. Just hold on tight. Look out below. It's the candy show. It's the candy show. Hello, everybody. Candy Samples here. The ginger-haired classic, the singer-songwriter drag phenomenon, also a podcast hostess. Uh, Welcome to season 13 of The Candy Show. I've been doing this entirely too long. Uh, folks, I've got Chauncey Dandridge here. I, he is laughing. I've, I've got him <laughs> laughing. He's here in Candyland Studios. DJ Chauncey Dandridge. Hello. How are you? I am great. I have known Chauncey for going on almost 20 years. Definitely, yeah. Because we I met am, right when I... Right when I, I mean, I, I, I worked in, in Manhattan, but... I just I'm just about to celebrate my 20th anniversary of living in Manhattan. Yeah. Well, in Queens. Yes. <laughs> you were you were in Rico Park. Yep. And I was in a basement apartment on, off Dip Mars. Off a dip that's why it was off Dip Mars, it was off the end. Yes. Yeah. And uh and now I've moved on up. Now you have a beautiful palatial home in now in, in, in Long Island City, Astoria. Long Island City. Yeah. I'm south side of 30th <laughs> Avenue now. I'm actually walking distance. I, I'm, I'm on 43rd and Broadway, so I actually just <gasps> took me about 15 minutes to walk here. You are really a neighbor, and I never see you. I know. Because, th- ladies and gentlemen, we work complete opposite schedules. Oppos- totally opposite. And you, When I'm getting home, you're, you're about to get up. Yeah, usually like I'll chat with you on Facebook Messenger, and it's probably as you're going to sleep. Yes. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. What's going on? Yep. You are all over the place. Well, first of all, you DJ over at Stonewall. Mm-hmm. That's and my, my home base right now. You yeah. have, I, the, which is the home of Pride. Yes, where Pride began, as they say. And, uh, and we, uh, what I love about any time I go to an event at Stonewall that you are DJing mm-hmm. or you are producing or you have your hands in, when I show up, because I, you know, I will get there if it's something I'm performing in. I'll get there early, <laughs> and to do a sound check, and just to, you know, I, I like to just kind of chill before whatever, you know, the doors open. Yeah. And when I get there, you will always put on Debbie Gibson. Yes. Yes. The only in my dreams extended club mix. <laughs> yes, totally. And which was the the which was the original only in my dreams actually because that's what uh, she was originally. Uh, given a deal for a 12-inch single. Oh, wow. And it was only in my dreams. And Jewish so, girl from New York with a 12-inch dance single. Uh, Catholic. She's Catholic. Oh, I thought, I thought she was Jewish. No, no. Oh. She's, I mean, that Long Island, you know. Okay. It's, right. You know, you just bend it one way or bend and it the it's, other. Yeah. It's, it's the <laughs> same. Is that a synagogue or a church? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, a good little Catholic girl from Merrick, Long Island. And uh, she got the deal for a, a 12-inch song, Only in My Dreams, and... When was she that her said, first single? That was her first single, oh, wow. and it went out to the clubs as a twelve inch. So there was only a remix of it. Because it has like that breakbeat sound. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. So she said uh, when I met her in August at this um, thing in Atlanta at the Warner Group, uh, 
one of the people asked her, they said, when you first heard Only in My Dreams on the radio, what did you, uh, what did you think? And she said, I didn't know the cut that they were going to use of the song. Oh, wow. She said, I didn't know uh, what, what it was going to sound like. Oh, wow. You know, she was like, I heard it for the first time when, when you heard it for the wow, first time. Wow, that's wild. Isn't that crazy? Well, one of my other favorite songs by her definitely is Electric Youth. Uh, which I'll, is... I'll, I'll, I'll throw that on sometimes for, for variety when you show up. But uh, did I, I, I've told you that story, right? When I was in seventh grade or sixth grade, um, <laughs> I was in the pep club, uh-huh. as, as you do when you're, when you're a gay boy in New Jersey. Um, and we were doing some event at like one of the, like, it was like a, at, the, at the stadium, at our, at, our, at our town stadium. There's some sort of event where it was like, I think there's like uh, like races and uh, it was like one of those event days where you do, everyone like competes and does like odd things. But we did a performance of uh, Lisa McCauley was 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 uh, Debbie Gibson and me and my friend Pedro, who were like the token homos in in our in our school. We both were her like background. <gasps> you like were her side dancers, dancers, her buddy and Keith. And the rest of the cheerleaders, they became cheerleaders, but they were in the pep club at that point. We all did the same. Oh, we all did this. We all did he's he's, dan- he's acting. <laughs> I was actually folks. doing the choreography. Um, we all did the 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 choreography. They all they all eventually became cheerleaders. But me and Pedro were like everybody was making fun of us. They're like, "Are you gonna wear pink socks too? Are you gonna wear blah blah blah?" So like we took a lot of flack for it. So it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty bold of us to be. Uh, well, I love that male cheerleaders back then. You know, I love that yeah. and electric and it was youth. electric youth. Yeah. Yes. Zapping it to you. Which I love that song. I do too. It's fun. It's amazing. It's, it's fun. Empowering, as they say. It re- it really is at a time when pop music was, uh, you didn't expect to have any kind of message. Yeah. And I think coming off her first album and being, you know, like oh, the little teen queen, for her to have a little anthem. Yeah. No, totally. Uh, even, I thought, even even Paul Abdul did that with her her second album. She got a little political and a little a little of that because I think once you have that platform, it's yeah. important or like. They push you to kind of like, all right, now you have to say something. You, you had them dancing and you had them thinking right. you're sexy, but now let's let's say something. What, what are you about? Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I thought, what a good, you know, I, I just, what a great way to just say, you know, here I am and this is what I do. I mean, yes. it, it's very, it's very, I always say you can relate to Debbie Gibson if you're LGBT because. Oh, totally. She's, she, she was very like, uh, you know, quiet quiet girl that was like letting herself out of the cage sort of yeah you know? like living your authentic living mm-hmm. your best life li- living your authentic life and being your best self when you don't fit in with all the and kids she was vulnerable you know her, yeah. her love songs were very like sad and 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 easily relatable as well oh yeah i mean foolish, come beat. On. foolish beat she wrote when she was 14 yeah, that's crazy yeah crazy crazy what has she been up to nowadays she, she lives in vegas she is rec- uh, she's doing the new kids on the block mixtape tour oh, this spring so that I'm gonna, must be quite a show <laughs> it's tiffany debbie new kids on the block the headliners uh-huh. naughty by nature and salt and peppa oh my god that's so, my grammar school all rolled up into one yeah it's may june and july there's like 3 Are months of this to new tour York? yes uh, they'll be in long island and they'll be in jersey so I might have to get tickets. Yeah, it's maybe been we really should go to see that together. Maybe we should. That might be fun. I'm, I'm tickets are pricey. So, are they really? Yeah, but I'm like, I mean, uh, yeah. That's quite a bill, though. It that's really is. It's a lot of performers. It's a lot of. I was I was depositing money, uh, my check in the ATM uh, the other night, and the security guard. It was like five thirty in the morning. 
um, and the security guard was playing like boys to men on his like, <gasps> phone. And I'm like, man, you're taking me back to grammar school. He was like, huh? He didn't understand what I was talking about. I'm like, uh, I'm old. <laughs> My uh, senior year at uh, the senior cotillion, I remember they played End of the Road. Yes, that's it, actually what this. It was either no, it was uh, Bended Knee. That's what they were playing. Yes. That's what the guy was playing in the in the ATM. But like they were like, they I were feel huge. like there's no songs like that out anymore. No, no. Everything's either like a like a like a rap song or like a like that dancey song, like that like EDM sound. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no power ballads. There's not there's a, lyri- a few there's not there. a lyric driven yeah, uh, m- like a melody the power driven aren't, don't do well on the radio or they don't get released. People don't love a slow jam yeah. and uh, we we come from like we, we come from slow jam. But we also come from like the like like hair hair metal and mm-hmm. the power ballad and you know white snake and I, I listen I I Bon Jovi. I have big hair and I believe in a ballad. So yeah, I love know. a ballad. Me too. Emotion. Yeah. <clears throat> Screaming and guitar wailing. You know, and you've got to take that last chorus up a key. Yeah, you know, totally. and, and change it and, and do a little change. riff. Yeah, I was just, I was just doing a when I wore the crown, my old song, my old uh, homage to uh, uh, Sue Ellen from Dallas, mm-hmm. and I was doing that in my show the other night, and it was, oh, you know, epic key change finish, <laughs> and uh, you know, a little oh, shot of something, <laughs> and uh, Candy was feeling no pain. Sandy Campbell's. You just uh, did a you just did a show at Albatross, right? Yeah, yeah. A benefit for AIDS Walk, yes. which y- you are a member of the Candy Rappers. Yes, I am a member of the Candy Rappers. Actually, the photo showed up on my on this day, uh, the very first year we did it. Yes. There were only like five of us or six of us. That was an amazing time because, uh, you know, I, Elizabeth Ann, we all know her. She's great. Yeah. Um, she had talked me into starting a team. She said, "Let's let's do this. I'll co-captain with you, and we'll make this happen." What year was that? It was 2013. I think it was 12. 12, okay. And um, we... No, it was earlier than that. Was it early? Maybe it was 11. Yeah, because 2012 was when I walked with the Madonna group. Okay. But I walked near you. I... There was uh, one year where I, 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 I still raised my... I still did it, but I wasn't with you guys, I think. Well, and there was one... I think 12 was our first year. 13, I wasn't here for, for the walk. Okay. Because I had a, um, I had a memorial... Service to go to okay. and uh, uh, some family stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it was twelve was the first year. Sounds about right. Nine, ten, yes. Yeah, I it think, was twelve. I think, I think this the second year is when I didn't walk with you guys, but I've been walking since that. And we had a disjointed. It was everyone just on their yeah. own walked that year. But the candy wrappers grew, and it was. Uh, it's gigantic now. It's, like, it's, and we're it, in the it really top, is. We're in the top ten, right? Like yeah, a, we're we're a top ten uh, fundraising team, uh, and and we've kind of changed dynamics. You know, Elizabeth Ann is not affiliated with AIDS Walk anymore, uh, she, as far as day job. No, yeah. oh, that, that has changed. We'll talk about that later on the podcast. Uh, moving forward, but um, we are still active with the team. Yes, uh, and I just, I just this year, um, and y'all throw. Throw, throw some love to Chauncey's way. Uh, it, 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 does your page, is it AIDSWOG? AIDSWOG. NY.AIDSWOG.net slash Chauncey Dandridge. Chauncey Dandridge. I've made that the URL, so it's easy. For yeah. to... Easy. Show him some love. Throw some money his yes. way. I'm always um, like the I'm always like the one like trailing behind because everyone else has all these people who <laughs> throw money at them. And I'm like, I need more from you guys. More money. Please donate. Well, you know, the, what we are trying to do this year with the team is really talk about uh, ending stigma. 
and getting the discussion going. Because I think, you know, we've done great and we've fundraised and fundraised and fundraised and made tons, but I want people to get tested. I want people to have a discussion. I want the candy wrappers to be that kind of voice. Yes, I agree with you. And I think that's a great way to move into. Especially with like the, you know, we're, we're in the age of prep and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of ways to prevent the spread. Right. So it's like now we need to focus on making sure people are taking prep, making sure people are, are getting access to care access when they to need care. And if, if they are positive, if they're, you know, being healthy and making right decisions and they have, you know, mental health care and, you know, there's, there's so much involved and that's how you end the epidemic. And that's how yeah. New York state, that's the roadmap yeah. that New York state is taking to end the epidemic by 2020 and it's 2019. Yeah. We're, so, we're, 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 we're cutting it close. Yeah. But I mean, we're making the work, we're getting the work done, especially without a white house that, I mean, they've just recently said that, you know, they want to end by 2030, yeah. but they have sat just folks. So, you know, I'm not going to get by too year preachy. 3000. <laughs> yeah, but, well, by 2030, which was something that Obama had, uh, had uh, made a declaration to end by 2030 um, after states like New York were saying 2020. Yeah. Um, now, in you know, with that declaration of 2030, uh, nothing had really happened, but we had from uh, the Bill Clinton days, we still had an office of national AIDS policy. When Trump came into office, we lost that. Yeah, that was, like, that the was senior like one of the advisory first things he did. The f- senior advisors left, and then a year later, the rest of the advisory panel left. So the fact that our current president, um, occupant of the White House, is talking about wanting to end AIDS, I'm like, I. Well, I you're, you're going about it the yeah, wrong way. I yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, thrilled. About his, I don't know what his motives are on it's this. Like, and it's th- like every morning they throw like a bunch of things up in the air, and whichever way they land, that's what they like tackle right. that day. I, I can't imagine what goes on in that building. I'm not, um, I'm not going to accept the crumbs. So, as an activist, what am I doing in New York State? I am following uh, our uh, protocol uh, and how we will uh, Cuomo's plan. Uh, which is an effective one and actually has some money and, and uh, support behind it to end AIDS in New York State by 2020 by participating in things like AIDS Walk New York. Yes. So thank you for joining the team again. Of course. No, it's, it's, it's one of my busiest weeks of the year, but that walk, I mean, I always have to cut out a little early because I have to go downtown, but that in that walk is kind of in the middle of my nonstop crazy week and I get so much energy and love from that walk. It's a great time. And it also brings me back to, I mean, I, I I think my first walk was, uh, about 27 years ago when I was a, the, the summer of my, or the, it's always in May, right? It was always in May. Yeah. The May of like my junior year or senior year was my first AIDS walk. So So you've, you've really been been doing doing it for a long time. I mean, I missed a couple years, but I always, uh, you know, I, I I don't think I missed that many. Maybe like two years in that in that time period. See, that's awesome. I mean, I wasn't always like I didn't I didn't you know I think last year was the most I've ever raised, but uh, you know it was always like in the two hundred three hundred. You know, it was never a lot, but it was just the fact that I did it and people would 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 hear that I did it. And you know, it's it's that, that's know, but that's yeah, the important that really part. Is. The, the, you the, have to let people know this is a thing and this is what we're working for. Lead by example. Yeah. yeah. You have to let people know. I think it's great that you've been doing the walk so long. I have not. I had done it once before. Uh, the candy wrappers uh, had a team. I had done it in two thousand six um, because I needed to do it at that yeah. point. I had been wanting to do it since they had started one in Atlanta when I was in high school. Yeah. And 
I just didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was it was interesting. It was also um, back then. It was what like ninety two, ninety like nineteen ninety two. It was odd asking people for for money for money. It was it was a it was weird because I remember um, my brother had a little bit of friction about it. Like he didn't want to donate because he thought it was like a drug addict's disease and a homosexual's disease. And I was like, well, I'm not coming out to you anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, he he had like a. He's since changed his mind. He has, he has kids, and he's a wonderful father. But I got it was like that. You were embarrassed to ask, not embarrassed. You were nervous. Yeah, to ask we, people because for of money. the st- because of the stigma. It was so attached to like, oh, they're going to know that I'm gay, or like you know, because I, I came out like shortly after that. But um, it was very you know, it was it was edgy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're doing the AIDS walk, like you know, especially because it wasn't the HIV walk. It was the AIDS walk, right? It like, and it, boom, it was that boom, scary term, that word, you know. So yeah. Like I, that's it. Definitely the stigma. Like we're we're from a generation where we don't know what it's like to have sex without the threat of HIV. Right. So like, people who are ten years older than us had a little bit of of that time where they didn't. It wasn't condom or safe sex or don't do that or if you're too drunk don't do that because you might get this or blah blah blah. Like yeah, you know it's it's it's. it's it's never not been in the back of our minds. It's, I mean? it's, it's been a story. I always say I, sto- uh, I started kindergarten in 1981, mm-hmm. and that was when the first um, stories broke. Yeah. Uh, right before that summer before uh, I started kindergarten. So right when I started watching the news with my parents. Yeah. You know, when I was like, oh, I'll sit and watch the evening news with you. I've seen it. And it's always been there. And, um, of course, you know, uh, everyone knows my story and yeah. my family's story. And, and so it just... It's just been there. It has been there. And I love that you were with us the first time because you also have, you were involved with uh, the dance parade. Yes. And y'all have the big dance parade the day before the walk. Yes, day before the walk, yeah. Yeah. So you it's, were... It's, the, the, it's always the weekend before Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah. So running on running on fumes. Yeah. No, it's... it's but, you know, it, it, all these events that I do in that... And then I have Urban Bear Weekend that whole weekend yeah. as well. So it's... They're all like... Events that that have like, just like it's in there already. The energy and the love and the and the the entertainment value and the just the excitement. So it's not like I'm like carrying boulders across the road. It's like it's all these fun participatory. It's a great. It's a great energy. Yeah. So it's like I can't help. It's it's it's. it's you have it's, to it's do exciting. It. Yeah. I can't. Like I keep trying to stop doing dance parade, but. <laughs> They keep pulling me back in. You know? Well, and, and the great thing about uh, Dance Parade is, because uh, I'm actually going to get why, uh, to why you're here, uh, besides you're my fabulous friend and you mm-hmm. do all this amazing stuff, and we'll talk about Stonewall later, but you just came back from a trip to India. Yes, yes. Spreading uh, the love of dance. Yes, yes. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty intense. It's, it's only the third time I've left the country, and I'm in my 40s, so I just I got my passport finally last year. I've been to Iceland, Montreal, and now I just came back from India um, with uh, Broadway to Bombay. It's a it's a a small, small but mighty group of of of, of people. Um, there's only three of us, and uh, I'm looking at your hand, and I see the yes, remnants got, of a henna. I, I got henna. Tattoo. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fading now, but uh, that was one of my dreams to get henna. Um, and the reason I, I, the henna has a uh, an important uh, story behind it. When I was in Catholic school, I had a uh, a classmate named Krupa who was Indian and her parents sent her to Catholic school because they wanted her to learn another religion aside from her own. I always thought that was fascinating that, you know, my family, we had enough trouble trying to get... Yeah, you get one. ...the Catholic yeah. down. 
she already came from one and they were letting her learn another so that she was more open-minded. And she came in one Monday after she had gone to a wedding and she had henna all over both hands. And like everybody in the class, even though we were in Catholic school, they shunned her, they made fun of her, they, they, they wouldn't sit near her. And I was the only one who like walked up to her. I saw how she was being treated and I walked up to her and I was like, what is that? Why do you have that? That's really pretty. Like, and she always remembered that because most of us, there was a public school in town and a Catholic school and there was no Catholic high school. So all the Catholic school kids and the public school kids eventually went to high school together. So I left the, the Catholic school and went to public school for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade and then reunited with her in high school. And she always reminded me, she's like, you're the only one whoever, who, 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 who didn't make me feel like a weirdo. Oh. So it's kind of been my like mantra throughout my life. I realized it. So that's why it was really important to get henna, uh, the Mendy. That, uh, yeah. yeah. So it was really cool. And the, the girl who did it, her name, her name is Dolly. She was so awesome. We were trying to get her to come to New York for Dance Parade. She does this amazing sword dance, this Indian sword dance that only men usually do. So she's kind of like uh, a trailblazer in, on, her, on her own right. Which India is, is trailblazing right now yes, because yes. gay um, rights. They, is... just, they just decriminalized homosexuality in September of last year. Um, and what Broadway to Bombay does is it helps. It's, it's based in flag dancing, which actually mm-hmm. everything's tied together. Um, flag dancing started right around. I mean, it didn't start, but it was adopted further into the LGBT community around the AIDS crisis because when someone would die from AIDS, they would they would they would flag in their in their as a as an exaltation or as a as a way to like me, me, uh, canonize them or memor you know release that spirit yeah release that spirit so it, that's how it happened in New York like that would that's why when you go to a club and you used to see people flag dancing that's where it originates from from the from the from the AIDS crisis so us bringing the history of flag dancing to the LGBT community in India, we went. We had a couple stops, uh, three different stops in the in the week and a half that we were there. We did workshops where they, um, Mikhail and Anthony, uh, they're the, the main the, the co-founders. They would do a performance, and then um, Mikhail is friends with the the first openly gay prince of India, Prince, right. Ma- prince Mavendra. Who, if you'll remember, you saw on Oprah. Yeah, he was on Oprah. Yeah. Um, I have to still watch that because that I, was the last season of Oprah. Oh, really? Yeah. So getting to know him through the week and a half that we were there, I'm trying to imagine how he how he spoke to Oprah. Like, I can't wait to actually watch that that uh, that episode. But um, they became friends, and Mikel was like, he, they wanted Mikel to come back. I have known Mikel for about 20 years, probably a little little less. I've known him a little less than I've known you. Um, they said, when are you coming back to India? He's like, well, I can't just go back just for vacation. It's just, I can't, you know, I need a purpose. So the prince was like, bring your flags. So they went to Mumbai pride last year and they did one stop and they, there was a shorter trip, but then this year they wanted to expand. And we went to, um, there was a, uh, it was called, uh, Alliance Francais. It's a, like a French gallery slash like community center located in a, in Ahmedabad in India. We did one of the workshops there. Then we did another workshop in the, in the uh, in the palace that the prince was disowned from when he was he was married to a woman, uh, right? And then he, uh, he came out, out of the process, closet, yeah. Got disowned. They were burning his effigies. So six or eight years later, we were doing a LGBT related event in the palace that he was disowned from because everything's you know coming back around. Yeah. 
so that was pretty historic. And then we did another one in a in a Rotary Club, which is sort of like a like a Knights of Columbus that they have there, like a, a do gooders yeah. so, you know, society. The Elks Lounge. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like an Elks. Yeah, but um, that was pretty intense because it was what they have in India, which is very interesting. Is is it's uh, homosocial behavior they call it, uh-huh. and which means that men are only allowed to really hang out with men and women only with women. So at any given time when we were when we were in India and you'd look on the side of the road. Two men, young, old, whatever, would be holding hands walking down the, the street. They're not gay, you know, in our, in our mind in New York. Two guys holding hands, they're a couple. Right. This was just something they normally did, and women hang out with women, men hang out with men, and then they arrange marriages, or, you know, of course this, their society is changing, but um, so that homosocial behavior could lead to, you know, there might be some, some stuff going on behind the scenes or whatever, but there was a room full of, Proposed heterosexuals, you yeah. know, all the men assumed, sat on one side, straight, assumed, yeah. yeah. All the women sat on one side, all the men sat on one side, and they appeared to all be straight. So it was very interesting to do, to do the workshop there because you don't you know you don't whether, know your audience. Yeah, you don't. Also, you don't know whether you're helping one of the men or one of the women like realize who they really are. You know, it's kind of it was it's very liberating and uh, exciting to see like the the joy in people's faces in in a, in a conservative quiet kind of room when the, when the flags came out and everyone was dancing um just the 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 childlike joy that they had well and this was so this is so new to, yeah. to everyone in a society that is just opening its heart and its mind yeah and if you go to broadway to bombay.com you'll see some of our past work and all that and i was actually uh i i went along the the journey to uh to document to, uh for to film footage for an upcoming documentary, which was new to me too, like a new new addition to my resume. You like, said you had never film... done a camera before. Yeah, I'm like, now I'm a filmmaker somehow. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. But you know that, I think that happens as, as we are creatives here. I yeah, mean, oh, totally. We kind of do a little of everything. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm mesmerized by people who only do one thing. Right? I'm, I'm befuddled by it. And it's not like, I'm not picking on them or anything, but some people do one thing, they're really good at it, and that's what they do. But, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know how. I, how to live that way? Like I, I think as a New Yorker and as a creative in New York, uh, we have to. Uh, I've been taken to that term lately, the creatives, because I'm like, creative. what? What am I? Am I a drag queen? Am I a singer songwriter? Am I a podcaster? A I'm a creative. Um, You're a creative entity. And as 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 creative people in New York City, uh, you know, our our. Uh, Money is limited yeah. uh, for the art because we, we, we've got to spend so much time worrying about how we're going to live. Yeah. And so in order to create, we need to learn how to do so much on our own and to be our own producer and our own writer and our own PR and our own, you know, costumer. And I mean, just all of the, yeah. all of the things. There are a lot of like drag queens. I know that they make all their own clothing. They do all their own mixes. They do everything. They manage themselves. They do, you know, I've been now that you know we've got singing queens or a thing. Yeah, um, it's neat to see the girls because I'm friends with a lot of the new girls. On I love watching their posts because all they do is post on Facebook questions like lash glue and you know what. Yeah, they're or asking how do I make a mix for you know so and yeah. so, and but they're really learning all of it. Yeah, and uh, even more so than I think when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more people willing to give advice. I think, yeah, yes. Too. Oh yes, and I, I what I love though is uh, you know sometimes some of the young ones, the young girls will ask me a thing or two, and I I always just say, in time, 
Yeah. You know, they'll ask me a question about, oh, my act or my look or, you know, I'm just, I want to, I want to bump it up. And I'm like, well, you know, perform for a little while and you'll figure it out. And see what's comfortable and see what you can add to your, you know, add to your repertoire, add to your, like, how far you want to push yourself, how far you right. want to challenge you wanna, yourself. You, you, Do you know what I'm finding, though? There, there isn't a lot of, um, in New York right now, I mean, there is some of it. There are a lot of musicians, singers, songwriters, but um, there's very few... I feel like uh, maybe like ten years ago, there were more like male pop stars coming out of out of New the, York of the queer community. Yeah, but you now mean, or? immediately, be, maybe because of Drag Race or because of whatever, um, gay men that want to perform immediately are, become a drag queen. Yes, they it's are. Like, it's like their only option. Like it's it's their it's like the next step, and it's not that they're like, you know, super this super feminine or super whatever. They just they kind of realize, all right, I'm not going to be on Broadway. Um, that's what I came to New York for. So let me become a drag queen and make my own show. But the cool thing about that is there are more shows being created now where a drag queen could become, you know, um, or a trans person could become a Broadway star like Peppermint. Right. I th- that has really opened up the door. And I think, because I've, I've seen, you know, I've said this for uh, you know several years now. I'm like, my God, the chorus boys that are that are coming up as the new queens. Yeah. Uh, it's really, I mean, it, I remember when I started, you know, about 20 years ago in New York, uh, starting to do drag here. And they weren't, the, you did not have the theater girls. You did not have the the, the boys with the theater background. They stayed, that were doing they stayed drag. in theater. They were doing theater. They were yeah. they were acting, and you know we were all younger then. Yeah. Um, but then you, you had those uh, girls like the Page Turners, yeah. and and whatnot at the city that then st- started gravitating towards drag. And it, but I think it, it was just a natural phenomenon. Certainly, certainly. And uh, it's just wild though because some of the voices that come out of these people, I'm like, you know, maybe maybe they when they're out of drag, they just don't have like. The leading man kind of look, or, or I think these guys dance, they sing. Yeah, they're all super it's, talented. They all went into AMDA and all that yeah, kind of stuff. It's great talent, and, they, and I think now you see, as a queer performer, uh, you can you, 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 now you've got Drag Race on VH1. I tell you what, uh, we did not have Drag Race on VH1 when I started, yeah. and it was very underground, and it was it just wasn't accepted as much. I mean, I remember when being a drag queen was a cock block as far as getting a date. Oh, now it's like now it's like everyone wants a drag queen yeah, boyfriend. Exactly, you know? I know a lot of drag queen couples. Actually, it is you know it's especially you're at Stonewall. Like I mean, you 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 were living it. You were living the the, the West yeah, Village a fantasy. Lot of the new, a lot of the new queens. Yeah, Tuesday uh, nights we have um, it's called Polish the Queen. It's a yes. amateur drag uh, competition, and I've seen so much brilliant talent come in and quickly get their gigs somewhere and we don't see them anymore, you know, and then there's a couple who, you know, come back and, you know, they're still refining their look. They're still, they're still finding their character. Right. But then there's some where I'm like, you've been doing drag for only three months and you're already look like this. That's what I'm amazed about. But you know, and it's the tools. I mean, I'll always say, you know, when I started, there was no rule book. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. There was a theater makeup book. I think that we all had that, you know, the kids that went to theater school had. Yep. And then the Kevin Aquan books, um, Making Faces and Face Forward. And those, and now you've got YouTube videos. And, yeah, you, know, you, could, uh, you, could, you, could, you could sit at home for weeks and, and practice on yourself and, and make your clothes and then come out. And, you know, there's a million competitions now. It's, right, it's, there's, it's, there's ways to... Because there's so, like, I, I swear we're, there's, we're, a, there's, a, there's a pothole, not a pothole, a manhole cover on Christopher Street that pops open 
like five times a day and a new drag queen walks out of it because there's so many drag queens right now. We're 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 a little oversaturated. Yeah, and it's 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 definitely because of Drag Race. They th- you know, everybody they always they seem to pull a lot of New York queens for the show. So I think people come here and they think, well, oh, maybe I'll be next. Maybe I'll be next. Or maybe if I you know, you know, you know. And then there's other outlets to be to to get your face out there. Like there's you know social media and there's you know it's you're not, there's, the Instagram the Instagram. Yeah, there's w- so many ways to to get famous. You know, a lot of times people who get famous don't really deserve it or it's they get famous for a really weird reason you know and and then they end up like like that one girl that catch me outside girl like she makes, <laughs> she makes like a hundred thousand a, a, a an instagram post yeah. because she's an influencer it's like i watched some documentaries all about she is that. is wow. just a brat you know and she's, she's a brat she's rich now and her, her her family's rich because she was just an, a, a mess you know a brat on tv yeah but that's it, how you end up with a president like we have you know True, <laughs> true. So, yeah. Well, uh, yes. So, so going back to India. Okay, we're doing the shows. We're 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 uh, opening hearts. Yes, we're opening minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're seeing how another another country, another part of the world, yes. something that is a place a, that is a not 14 America. Fourteen hour plane ride. It was very. How it was, was very that? Intense. That was the longest time I've ever sat still in my life. I think you know it was it was very. Uh, Going there was a little a little easier because I think I, I hadn't really slept much, so I was tired, so I, I kept passing out. But uh, the coming back was rough because I had was it, to, it was longer coming back. It right? was one hour longer, yeah. But um, it was uh, when you're ready to be home, you're ready to be home. And also too, it's like you 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 already ex- you like have all this experience in mm-hmm. your mind, and you're like you're 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 still buzzing from that, and then you have to just stop, you know, what I mean, and just wait to get home. And also most of the trip, because nothing is less than like a 45 minute to an hour drive away from where... Oh, let me go into where we were staying. We got there. We stayed in Mumbai. The beginning of our trip was in Mumbai, and the the end of our trip was in Mumbai. But in the middle, um, the prince uh, lives uh, at the... It's it's almost like a farm-type campus area that used to have the castle that was uh, connected to his family. So they're staying on like the like where the servants would have stayed back then. That that those buildings are still there, and that area, it's called. They're they're turning it into a uh, LGBTQIA plus uh, community campus. So they're opening it up for as a haven for LGBT LGBTQ, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So they're in the process of building it up and 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 figuring out wh- how they're going to put you know all these rooms in here and what's going to be the classrooms and what's going to be this what's going to be that so it's it's a new project that they're working on so we we got to stay there they housed us for the middle of our trip oh how neat so every morning five thirty in the morning I would wake up to the neighboring temples chants so it was pretty gorgeous and intense and 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 weird you know like they had three dogs that they had you know on the on the area to like you know notify them of their you know there was a river right nearby there were monkeys playing by the river there was you know not the threat but there was they it's, heard it's that there were like tigers nearby or like or a bit of monkeys or you know other kind of sights and sounds that we yeah. just don't know we're not used to we think you know if we're in fire island you know for a weekend and we see a deer we're like oh my god yeah and like driving down the road there's cows and goats and uh, stray dogs. Stray dogs are very uh, prominent in, in in India. They're just dogs everywhere. The first, you know, the first hotel we stayed in in Mumbai, there was like just dogs walking around outside. Um, 
So it's a, it's a lot of wildlife, like nat- National Geographic moments that you're yeah. like, you're like, there's just a- we had to stop driving a few times because just a whole herd of cows was walking by, and they're just like, it's just natural. <coughs> they're like, hey girl, hey. Yeah, they're just like, Moo. you know, it's just like they're just sitting there, and so that was a lot of adjusting. But but where we stayed was 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 amazing. They had a a castor plant uh, farm. That's how they 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 make money. They sell the castor uh, seeds. They're like those spiky seeds. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful when they're all together, but they're they're sharp and they're dangerous and that they, you can make castor oil out of them. And also I found out that you could also make nerve gas out of them, which is really interesting. Okay, yes, yes. So uh so they had that that like bushels of that in one area and then they, they had recently just uh chopped down a lot of the of the forest to replant and like they burned a lot of it, like kinda how they do in the in the like in the wildfires area. Mm-hmm. They're so so they were there's a lot of like Work in progress things happening there, but oops, sorry, but we had a really interesting moment towards the end of our our stay there. All of a sudden, I hear um, the prince married a, 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 a the duke, and the duke uh-huh. the duke is from Oregon, so he's kind of adjusting to the to the Indian lifestyle for the past five or six years. So he's like Wait, this, the duke. The duke is from Oregon. The duke is American, yeah, and he became a duke when he married the prince, and he's just fabulous and so much fun, and and just like wears turbans and jewelry and just just. Just hysterical, really great sense of humor, but he still has a little bit of America. Very well educated in the political structure of India. He will talk your ear off in the best way possible. Like the very first time we got off the plane and I met him, uh-huh. um, he was just a character in the video for our like our prom- promo video to, to fundraise. So meeting him, like the first thing he started talking about is like all these things about the gender construct and, and how blah 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 and how they they don't like the word gay is not really a word there like. They don't use like there are no gay men. So like, the fact that they called us gay men in the newspapers and stuff was really important because it's making a, a it's making it a the thing. idea of a gay man is is possible in in India now, especially right. because they decriminalized homosexuality. So he was just so much fun and like you know. So they really need their own reality show because the prince is very like has all these like phone calls from the media and like all these meetings with this and he has like a foundation called the Laksha Trust that, that deals with transgender Indians and it's like a clinic for them, like a safe place for them to go and get get uh, checkups and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, so he has his hands in a lot of things and the Duke is like trying to like also like keep, he's kind of like his, his lover slash nanny, like making sure that he gets to where he has to go and you know they're they're a good team they're an unlikely couple but they're like yeah. an unlikely team but they're they work really well together and uh they're it's quite humorous the the their 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 interactions and their banter um so i got to stay in my own room when we were there and uh anthony and Mikel stayed in another room off to the side but all of a sudden towards the end of the trip um all of a sudden i hear screaming in the other room and i'm like what's going on <laughs> running what was and it? a crazy like supposedly super poisonous snake had falling from the ceiling and almost landed on Mikkel and it ran into like their prayer room. So luckily I had the camera that, you know, cause I went there to film documentary. So I had the go, one of the GoPros in my pocket and I'm like filming it. I have to, uh, and I had my, my phone, actually I think it was my phone, not my, not the camera. I'm like, there where everyone's screaming, trying to get this snake out. And what do I do? I, Pull out my phone like any, yeah, let's any, get footage. any American would do. And, you know. And I'm filming the snake and I'm trying to get it out and Duke's trying to get it out and it keeps like eluding us. And there's like there's like pieces of furniture in the in the prayer room. Like they had 
um, icons from all different religions in there so that they could kind of just go in and kind of just, it, it was a nice little side room. Finally, like we, <laughs> we get the snake to the side and then like this tile that was like sitting there falls on the snake. So the snake's stuck under the tile. So we lift up the tile. We're all screaming and, and, and running around like, like, you know, Nelly Queens that we are. We're all like, oh my God, there's a snake, blah, blah, blah. So finally we get it out the window. I show the picture and the video to, to someone else from India and they're like, they said that that snake, if it bit you and you were alone and, and like no one saw that you got bit, you would <laughs> slowly get paralyzed and then just and just die. die. So we're like, thank God we got rid of that snake out of the house. You know, I felt like St. Patrick, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I tell you, what, the, 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 what an experience. A yeah. week and a half yeah. that you were out 12 there. Days, yeah, almost 12 in total, I think, yeah. 12, so 12 days in three cities. Yes, and, well, uh, we stayed in uh, Rajpipla, which uh, which is where the where the campus is, and the the palace was in the same town, but about an hour and a half away. And then the two other places were were quite some time away. Um, one of the places was five hours away. So, spent a lot of time sitting down in a car or on a train, and like my butt was sore the entire time. It's like I I I I don't sit that much. I DJ, so I <laughs> actually stand for six hours at a time. So to be on a vacation and like Sit. not stand was so weird. Like my body was like, what's going on? You know? Interesting. So everything's so far away there. You need to drive. And uh, driving in India is crazy. Uh, like there's really no traffic like signs or whatever. It's just everyone it, trying to get where they're going and everyone's beeping their good horns. Good luck. I'm mesmerized. Like I don't even have a driver's license. I, you know, I, don't, I don't drive. So I can't even fathom. It's nothing like New York. No, no. I mean, it's it's a little. I can tell. I can see why the Indian cab drivers do so well in New York, <laughs> okay, because they, they're used to much. They're used to fifteen times as worse, uh, like traffic yeah. jams. So then, so like, there's a lot of culture. This. It was a lot of. It was a lot of cool. Like, we were on that on that that campus most of the time. So like, and then we went we went sightseeing to different places. There's there's the the Statue of Unity there that was just built. Uh-huh. It's uh it's double the size of the Statue of Liberty. It's massive. It's mind-boggling to look at it. Um, so we got to do a couple of the touristy things because we also met up with um, these two guys from uh, 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 Sonny and Mark. They're, they're part of a group called Out in India. Uh-huh. They're, they're trying to increase uh, LGBT tourism in India, not just in Mumbai, but in like different... Okay, in different you know, regions. Different yeah. regions of it. So they stayed at the, at the campus for a couple of days. We got to, get to, got to know them. Really awesome guys. Um, so they were kind of doing their research while they were staying, and they were invited by the prince as well. So, so they came to one of the workshops. So we, we, you know, it was a lot of, um, there was a lot of like meeting of the minds type, like, hey, we're from here, we're from here. What are you doing? Why are you here? You know, like there was a lot of good uh, networking. There's well, there's a lot, there's a lot of different pro- uh, things going on yeah, right now, a and things, it's a great, yeah. it's great to say that you were there on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome, and and I I. I just, you know, I went to lunch with Mikel one day, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to India in in uh, in January," but they weren't actually sure when they were going, like what what the week was. I was like, "Oh, can I come?" He's like, "Well, sure, but you have to figure out what you want to do for for the organization." And I go, "Well, you know, I'm good with social media. I'm good with fundraising and marketing." Um, so I came on board as that person, and then there was another guy, this other guy, Mark, who was supposed to come with. There was supposed to be four of us. He was going to do the filming because he has more experience in, in video, videography right. and all that. He couldn't get the time off that we had. So I ended up t- 
taking on his role. Double duty. Yeah. So so I was you know trying to uh, post things on social media, film something, do this, do this. But like it was it was it, it's the way I like to work. Like yeah. Like you're saying. So like I need to have. I like going places where I have a purpose. Yeah. I, lo- I love that you participated in this. I love that uh, you love dance music. Of course, you're, you're a, mm-hmm. a fabulous DJ here and, a, you know, a staple in the West Village. Uh, I, re- I remember when we were kids, when we were kids, when, you know, when we were both new to, you know, living in, in Queens mm-hmm. and, you know, talking about, well, well you know, when I grow up, I want to be. I know. You know. I still haven't grown up yet, though. I haven't grown up either, yeah. but you know, now I'm like a woman of a way. certain age. I like it this way, though. But I, I do it. I, I enjoy that. It's, I don't get to see you often. We actually joke that we're friends with benefits. Yes. Um, because that's, that's how my we hashtag, get. Yeah. That's how we get to visit. Is we Yours always is powers for good, and mine is friends with benefits. Yeah, we do. We do. Peppermint, uh, drag queen Peppermint. She's yeah. She's one of my friends with benefits. We really only see each other when we're doing a benefit. <laughs> There's a big group of, of New Yorkers that I only see when we're raising money. It, it really, that's because, you know, it's funny because you, you work in nightlife. Mm-hmm. And my nightlife for, I would say, the past six, seven years is, is, always, uh, is, is just it, it's, it's just fundraisers. Yeah. That's when I go out. That's when I'm doing the, the uh, that's, when, that's when I'm seeing all my friends. Yeah. And I mean, it's, and it's not that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anti-social or anything. That's just, you well, know. You have the a way. day job. You have to get up early. You, yeah. you can't really, you know. There's things. Yeah. You know, I've got, a, I've got another, another life. I'm itching for the, I'm itching for the reverse, though. I'm itching for, uh, I'll keep, you know, a couple DJ gigs here and there. But I'm itching to, like, try the other, have an try the other side or have a, you know, like, because anytime I've worked during the day, I've worked for Housing Works. Yeah. So it was retail. So the hours were not, you know, nine to five or, or you know, a couple of days they were nine to five. But I've always worked in some sort of service or entertainment industry. So I would like to uh, see what it's like to like just. It, it's interesting. Go to work and like have vacation, have the weekends off and and have the nights off to go to the theater or to, or yeah. to go have dinner with friends. Like I miss out on a lot of uh, friendship opportunities or even, even uh, like relationships with with other guys um like romantic relationships because of my time you know like i and, and it's not always smart for a dj to date another dj or like for a dj to date like a bartender because there's you know you're always going to be like who yeah, you have to work and you're also the jealousy factor and, yeah you know, or I'm, who, Ital- yeah. I'm italian so you know i have that jealous streak so it's like to date someone who's in the same business is like you know how people get drunk and they hit on you and they make you feel and they're you know, you know so how it is. If it's you're tough. dating a bartender, who, who's sitting at the bar with them right now? I can't be there because I'm working the same hours. You know, so you're, there's a lot of like, what's you know, going on? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it would be smart to be in a relationship where you're not jealous and to be mature enough to not be jealous. But it's New York. There's it's, there's always something there's better always around reason, the corner. It, you know, that is so you true. Know? I must say that the dating in New York has always been um, quite interesting because I think when you know when I was younger. I know for me, you know, I was always looking around the corner. Yeah, I mean, there there are actually times where, I, and I wanted to smack myself for doing this, but there were times where I was like making out with somebody and looking to see who was looking at us. Because not that I wanted that person, but just to know, like, are we being that annoying couple, or, or are people like interested? Like, who are those guys? You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a blessing and a curse to always wonder what people are thinking about me uh-huh. or the people I'm with. 
because you know it's it's you, if you're provocative like if if you're creative like you said earlier you want to provoke you want to you want to entice or you want to you want to make people feel a certain way when you're an entertainer so like yeah. when you're out in a social situation and you're not necessarily on the stage or on a, that you're still kind of that that energy still kind of emanates from you and you're like what are people thinking when i'm in this room like do they know who i am do they have they been to one of my gigs? Or like, have they seen my name on social media? Like, you you you're, you're you become uh, insatiable with how how people see you, you know, or how they think of you. You know what? It was funny. I went to um, sometimes. I'd love to go. You know, when I when I go out in the city, sometimes uh, on the, on the occasion, I'll you know just come. You know, out of drag and yeah. like in a just you know t-shirt, my hair a mess. That's how we and, reunited at Nowhere Bar. Yes. You were out of drag, and I, 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 it took me a second to realize it, who you were. It, it took it had been several years, and yeah. then we got re, reacquainted, and that's, um, I remember that night because it was a runt night. Was it a runt night? It was a runt night because I was there for. Uh, oh, that's right. Because you would go for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just passing by, and you were like, "Hey, do you remember me?" Yeah, like, it, I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. It was cra- it was crazy, but and and it was like two thousand nine, probably or two thousand eight. Further back, further back, it was like s- two thousand five. Oh, okay, all right. Because we know had... I was going to nowhere then, but yeah, I guess that was. That was. Yeah, yeah. actually, I, I had been to nowhere before then. Yeah, it was it around was... that time, definitely around that time. Yeah. But we met in what 2000? two thousand one. Two thousand one. Okay. Or no, we met. No, no, we did. We did meet in two thousand. We yeah. met in two thousand. I wasn't yes. a DJ yet. You weren't. You were not. You were just. Getting like a, sp- I remember a spot or two. I think I was working at East, East of, of Eighth at the time. Yeah, and I think you got to DJ there. Peace, some East of Eighth. I know. I was so sad when that place yeah. closed. That's that's basically the place that uh, that like connected me with like my my chosen family right now. Like yeah. most of the people that I met during my working at East of Eighth, I'm still friends with, or or I have they've led me to a certain like part of my life. Did you know Yolanda from East of Eighth? Yes, I met Yolanda. Um, uh, Head of Lettuce used to do a show on Monday nights. And Yolanda was her special guest one week and came out in a tinky winky costume uh-huh. and a guitar and sang Alien Love Child. And I was like, this person is the best person I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and then the following week, uh, Yolanda came out Dressed as the flying nun with a huge dildo hanging out of the bottom of her skirt. I remember these. So Yolanda used to be wild. Uh, y- y- like y- Yolanda's totes. wild now in a different way, but Yolanda used to be like she was out there, East Village, artist, brilliant, like thought, like alien love, like alien, yeah. like like so bizarre, but like so like the song uh, Angels that that she does has yes. been has been a, a constant in our in our lives. You have told me about Yolanda yeah. for forever and yeah. I remember we were cuz you have a similar uh you have a similar growl in your voice when you I, sing. You had told me about Yolanda. She was just starting the um Gospel Hour yeah. show and uh and you were uh, and you were telling me about angels, and you were like, "You've got to hear, you've got to hear this queen." I can't believe you don't know her. And you gave me a postcard for the show, mm-hmm. and then, and we never, our schedules didn't match up to go like yeah. on the Sunday afternoon the show was, and then Elizabeth Ann came to New York, and he was from uh, Vermont. He had grown up in Vermont, uh-huh. and Yolanda had lived there for oh. a while, and that's how. So he would watch the public access show. That oh, Yolanda right. used to do. So he was familiar with Yolanda. 
uh, from uh, Burlington, Vermont. And he was talking about, you know, candy is this this way and, you know, singer songwriter and use your powers for good. You need to know Yolanda. And there was like a, a tag phrase that Yolanda is my co-pilot. Yes, I was just going to mention that. I, I think I still have the bumper sticker in my, like my chest that has all my memories in it. Like all my, like I have a box, like an old shoe box, giant shoe box that uh-huh. I always like throw like the memorabilia the, the in there. Like, yeah. like the keepsake box. I think I, I, last time I looked through it, I saw my Yolanda is my co-pilot a bumper sticker. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it, and so you told me about Yolanda and then Elizabeth Ann did. Yeah. And then uh, I went to go see uh, Yolanda and I was like, yep. Yep, that's yep. Good. that's the real deal. This is it. And, uh, and I, oh, no, it was, it actually, it didn't go that way. It was, you told me about Yolanda. Elizabeth Ann told me about Yolanda. Then I got asked to host, uh, hostess, the Barapalooza. Okay. Ten year anniversary, okay, in two thousand twelve, and at Rock Bar, and that's what yeah, and Yolanda had hosted the first one, and gotcha. she was coming back as like the headliner, and I was the drag queen, the, the next generation, okay. and so we hung out at Rock Bar in you know the basement in the, yeah. the dressing room, and I had shown up in face, and Yolanda was painting down there, and I just sat next to her, and we were just talking. And it was like, you're I, like, you're like from this cut from the same club. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, she's Alabama and I'm Georgia and, you know, we, we both got our start in the church and, you know. Yeah. No, you guys, I'm so glad that you guys are, 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 are working together. And it's great. I, and what, and I mean, that's all because of you. That's all because of Elizabeth Ann. It's just, we have these, these magical connections. Well, so many people have done that for me, have done that connecting for me. That it's just it's it's just it's a natural way to like just kind of keep it going, you know. And folks, uh, you have heard on the Candy Show, uh, but you do the Madonna Worship Night. Yes, uh, uh, every 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 August around her birthday, I do a party called Madonna Worship, and it started out at Nowhere Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do a monthly uh, first Sunday of the month party called Beetlejuice, and when I when I did my August edition, I said I'm just going to play all Madonna this for this for this uh, this month, and. Uh, and then every year, it just I, I, it became a tradition. We're about to celebrate uh, year eleven. I can't believe it. Um, and when I moved it to Stonewall, when I started working at Stonewall in two thousand thirteen, I started working in September. So we just missed um, we just missed uh, her birthday. But two thousand fourteen, um, we did our first one at Stonewall. And what I did is, being that being that she has a lot of uh, philanthropy in her life now and all that, the first two hours of the of the night became a benefit concert I, we donated money and I would get all, all my talented uh, drag friends or singers songwriters musicians to to donate their time and talent to do a, a show we charge to get in and all that money goes to the charity um, we did anti-violence project a couple of years um, I think we did uh, Sylvia's place one year and mm-hmm. then uh, last year we did uh, uh, what's it called uh, the Stonewall um, Initiative. It's or? the Stonewall Gives Back Initiative, which is a which is a nonprofit that Stonewall has created that acts as a funnel for other LGBT organizations throughout the country and some internationally. I remember one year we did it, and it was a it was to go. It, the money was going to go to help a small town in Ohio do their first pride yes, parade. Yes, yes, it was it was a, a yeah. like a, a rural rural pride in like uh, I think Ohio or not it Ohio. It was Midwest. It was Midwest a, a red state. But yeah, um, that's where that. That's where the focus was for that particular. Like they had their first uh, gay pride, they had their first LGBT pride uh, parade and festival. Um, but last year was for uh, I'm trying to remember the name. It's it's 
It, it's an organization, something mat, Matria. Um, I think it's just called mat, Matria. It's a uh, it's a Puerto, uh, set in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. And it it, um, it helps women and LGBT people who have been displaced by the hurricanes find work and housing and and get back into society. So I that was their that. focus that year. That that was the, in the, that was that the past year in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, the one I could the not. First pret- missed, I know. Yeah. I first yeah. one I missed in a while because I've been doing it since it was at Stonewall. Yeah. And I. This is the other thing, Chauncey. I've had to learn. I've had to say no. No, it's, to yeah, some no, things. I've been learning that too, and it and it's so, it's so icky at first. But then you realize, oh, that was the right thing to say no to, or. I just have to, you know, I I need to, to spend need, time alone, or I need to I need, I need to, to not rest. do that. Yeah, yeah. no, because then you're then you're then you're not good for the times when you need to be, you know, and all that kind of stuff. The last year I did Madonna worship two two years ago, um, I had done a benefit with Yolanda and uh, Ophelia Nightbird that afternoon. Yeah, you were like benefiting all day long, and it, it, it was a, it was showed, a day yeah. of drag, and we show, and so we got there early for sound check yeah. for Madonna night. And we're changing into our outfits. And I just remember saying to Ophelia, I was like, I don't feel so good. I ended up coming down with the flu. That's right. I remember that. Because I left not long after my number. And, uh, but there's a great picture. There was, someone got a great photo because they had that velvet, uh, yeah. that velvet portrait of uh, Madonna from like, like a Virgin or like the first album uh, that was up on the stage. There, uh, there was a, like a velvet Elvis, but it was Madonna. Oh um, yeah, it's the one that they they uh, my friend Fred made for me. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Fred Sauter? No, Fred uh, Bershage. Bershage. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I. Uh, he gives th- me crazy Madonna like gifts every year. He like this past year he gave me a fan with all like uh, like illustrations of her on like one of the Crackle fans, like the Crack fans, uh-huh. and like he made that like it's like a almost like a yeah, velvety thing. Yeah. That that gorgeous picture in the. the the colors of my dress picked up and I was just feverish enough that I had this rosy complexion. <laughs> so there's like this picture floating around Instagram or something where it's like Candy just looks like she is singing out and she's got this glow. You did and True Blue that year, right? Was that the True Blue year? No, True no, that actually that dress behind just the True Blue. Um, okay, but what, what that, it was I was wearing a it was like a pink. Cherish? Did you do Cherish? It might have been the Cherish. You did Cherish 2 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Cherish was 2 years yeah. ago. Yeah, um you, Candy. I did cherish in the style of candy samples, right? Yes, yes. basi- I basically took cherish and took that swing and beat and like turned it kind of turned it again, kind of into the Carlton. Yeah, that was great. Cherish the thought of ever when you were by my side. Yeah, Do you know she thinks that song. She didn't expect that song to be a hit. She thinks it was kind of corny. Like she loved it, but she didn't she thought think, it was she thought it was she, real bubblegum. She thought it was uh, she thought it was so corny that nobody would like it, and it ended up being like uh, one of her number twos. Yeah. I love that song. No, I think it's 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 perfect. It's it's a it's because you can you can take that song and you can uh, slow it down mm-hmm. and make it this really poignant yeah uh, song, which I, I just the stanzas and the lyrics and the yeah. the, 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 the the vocal arrangement is just it's, it's soulful. It's, it's pretty. Pr- it's pretty. And if you you can slow that down if you if you're in a cabaret room, and I thought about doing that. Was like, oh, I could do this, you know. Because I love to take it and make it a ballad. Tori Amos to fight it. Right? You, you could, you t- I could totally Tori that. I mean, yeah. Tori with a little bit of, you know, Connie Francis. Yeah, exactly. You know, sprinkled in. But uh, <laughs> I always love, I always love change it. Like when people, when they do a cover, like really pull something different out of the song. Like there's nothing worse than a cover that's basically a, 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 re- a remake. You know? Yeah. 
Because yeah. you go, what is that? The, um, the year I did Think of Me. Yes. And uh, that, I was that very was a, dramatic that was a, and very yes. like, oh. had like a Broadway kind of uh, climactic. Yeah, orchestral it. and some timpani and I did you know, the, two years ago we I did I did me and uh, my friend Carlos uh, we did uh, an acoustic version of physical attraction that was fun. oh right that was fun because you know physical attraction is a total like electro right song like break beady sort of sound and we totally turned it into a into an acoustic like campfire type song I, it's fun. I, I, I've always enjoyed pre- participating with you yeah, in no, the Madonna no, I, nights. I, I, and, and well, actually, um, um, Madonna was our guest on New Year's Eve this year. I saw. <laughs> I saw on Facebook and I was like. That was wild. Uh, I think I messaged you like I was the next strangely, day. I was strangely calm throughout the whole experience. Um, the Stonewall Gives Back Initiative and uh, Stonewall Day has something called a Stonewall Ambassador. It's a group of. You know, like uh, George Takai is one, Whoopi Goldberg is one, Femke Jensen, a lot of uh, like Broadway stars, and just uh, the list is long. There's about 50, 50 different people, celebrities, um, you know, corporate, you know, entity, whatever, you know. So they they were courting Madonna to become one, because especially for the fiftieth anniversary of the, of the Stonewall riots this year, and she randomly showed up at at the bar, and everybody's like. We just heard Madonna was at the bar. I'm like, no, somebody would have told me, blah, 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 blah. So I was texting all the people at work. They were told to keep it quiet. I finally find out, like, the next day that it was true. She, she wasn't supposed to be there. She popped by, you know, because her, her, team, her management was, was going. Yeah. And she wanted to check it out herself. So we were thinking, oh, she'll do something for pride. She'll do something, blah, 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 blah. So um, three days before New Year's Eve, her sound guy is is in in the bar scoping out the place and i'm like this is really happening this is like so soon and and we you know we had to keep it completely quiet because if if word got out that she was going to be there because it was yeah. all a surprise she would have canceled yeah so it was this horrible like car between a rock and a hard place this horrible feeling and actually um the management they didn't want to tell me because they know you're you're well they 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 were afraid i would get drunk and tell a bunch of people or they also didn't they didn't let me invite anybody. I was in, uh, they, so I didn't have the anguish of who to invite, who not to invite. Right. Uh, they invited a couple of my friends, a couple of Madonna friends, and my friends. And I, my friend Aaron, flew up from Miami. Like I was, allow- I was allowed to ask like two, cl- two or three close friends. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, they didn't want me to invite any Madonna fan friends, so they did that on their own for right. me. So I didn't have the anguish of who to pick and who not. Right. To that's pick. that's tough. <clears throat> well, it was horrible because I have a huge group of Madonna community, yeah. huge Madonna community group of friends. And I had to be like, the next day, I'm like, sorry, I wasn't allowed to say anything. You know, like I couldn't, like I even saw somebody like the night she was upstairs sound checking. Like I ran into someone that I knew, someone that I really like and think is really cool. And I'm like, hi. That's, uh, but that, listen, that's tough about show, that's showbiz where you, where you have to, oh, sometimes you have torturous. to. I, tell you, I couldn't say anything to him while she was upstairs in the building. Like and I'm all giddy and, and like fired up by the fact that Madonna's like on the stage that I work at all the time and yeah. I'm not allowed to like say anything. Say to anybody. But you know I would when 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 it was announced, you know, when they were like, Hey Madonna's here and people were posting and I all I could think of was you. Yeah. I was like, Oh how cool you know, Madonna's there and oh I performed on the same stage Madonna yeah. has. But all I could think of was you. I was, I was her so DJ. I was so Happy like how wild. for you. 
But I was strangely calm through the whole experience. I don't know what it just felt. I know this might come across weird, but you know, I, I met her in at the Gagosian Gallery in 2013. I worked on at the the Art Basel event that she did in 2016. Um, right before the election, she she performed at Washington Square Park. This felt natural. It felt like it was supposed to be. It felt like it was supposed to happen. And also, I, when I got to meet like her manager, her new manager. And the people that were like, everyone was so cool, and it, it wasn't like this like, like strict, shady, like like uncomfortable feeling. It was very like everyone was very chill, you know, setting up the sound and setting up this and setting up that, and 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 then like, I didn't get to meet her that night. You know, it was it, right. I was stuck in the booth, um, but I do know that I played um, I played uh, into the groove as I would uh-huh. on normally like on a, right. on a on a holiday like party like mm-hmm. uh, you know i was playing like whitney houston i was playing john jackson and i was actually told like don't play too much madonna because you're making her nervous and i'm like i just made madonna nervous <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> and on her instagram there's a video of her dancing to songs i was playing and also i was playing show me love by robin s at one point uh-huh. and her instagram caption is like 2019 you better show me love so she acknowledged the song i was playing so i didn't get to meet her but you were you, y'all were interacting. Yeah, we were interacting. Because, That's a, you know. I tell you, when I met Debbie Gibson in August, mm-hmm. I kept it together. Uh, you shock I, yourself sometimes, right? You think you're going to be like, but I, I got I got a little tongue tied. Yeah, because she came over. It was weird. She was doing a talk. It was with, at Warner Music, and it was uh, for staff. It was for record people, and they had like thirty fans that were invited. So we were brought in, and we were sat in the front, and they were taping this thing to be like uh-huh. an inside the actor studio. Yeah, talking, and they were. T- it was a music industry talk, and after it was over, she, you know, visited with the big wigs, and then she came over, and I was sitting right at the end of the first row, and she came over and was like, "Hi, you know, how are you?" and just sat next to me, and I was just like, and I pulled out my only in my dreams forty five, you know, and she was like, "Oh, I like your nails," you know, and. Uh, and we were talking, and I was just, and I got a little tongue-tied. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm just, you know, wow. I'm just, you know, it was like, I'm a woman of a certain age. It's so great to finally meet you. <laughs> and, and, you know, she was just cracking up. And, uh, and she goes, well, let's get a picture, you know. And so, like, we went and did a uh, picture. And um, How does she look now? Old, she looks old, great. She is, is she? 48. Okay. She looks great. Uh, she looked amazing. She's so much taller than me. Um, is she tall? Yeah, she's tall, and she was wearing spiked heels too, so she was really tall. And uh, and I said, well, thank you for your time, and it was so great to meet. And it was so funny because she, you know, you know when you take pictures with people, and and you know, it was you know people always want to get you, their picture with you at Stonewall or at an event at a party, and and they grab onto you. Mm-hmm. And I always, when I want a picture with someone, I just get next to them because yeah. I'm like personal space, and I don't know if you like to touch. Yeah. Debbie had put her arm around me. She's leaning in. I am completely stiff because I'm like, I'll just stand next to you, you know. And she's leaning in and putting her <laughs> arm like, around oh my God, me. Debbie Gibson is holding me. Yeah, right and now. she's like, let's get a few more pictures. She's like, is it okay if I touch you? And I'm like, yes. But I'm like, my hands are at my side. You know, I'm just like, I'm You're not, like I can't. I will not frozen. touch you. And um, she was so funny. And, and then um, I said, thank you for your time. And she goes, and I'm walking away. And she goes, no, no, come back here. She goes. I need a hug. Aw. <laughs> and I was like, <clears throat> I'm getting all choked up. And uh, so I, she gave me this great hug, big squishy hug. And um, there was more of the event. She was going to walk people through the tour. There, she was, had to speak with other people. 
And I told the person that was ar- that arranged us to be there, I said, is it all right if I go now? And she said, oh, well, you know, Debbie's going to, you know, walk people through Atlantic Records. And I said, I'm on fangirl in about five minutes. And uh, I could just feel my blood pressure at that point. <laughs> after the hug, I was just like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ugly cry. And, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I know it's coming. And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. And so this, someone walked oh, yeah, me to the I elevator. Could, I, could totally, I could totally picture that. That's I got really outside funny. and I, I turned the corner and I was just like, oh, my God, what has just happened? That was the thing. Um, like her, uh, Madonna's manager, was, I was making her laugh because she was, she was cracking up at my, at my knowledge and my trivia. Because you know everything. Yeah, and um, I, um, and like we were talking about what what you know what, because you know, she came out right after the ball dropped, and then and then we were talking about you know, oh, what song should we play? Like, and, and like I told you, like I was like, duh, we play you know, either we play everybody or Hol- or or celebration, the you know the dance song, you know, either we play that or you know, then when she's leaving, we either play holiday or everybody, you know, and they're like, all right, we'll go with that. So like I kind of suggested what songs to play, but I was making her laugh because our. Our stage at Stonewall is um, is checkerboard. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Hey, you know, make sure you let her know that our stage is is looks exactly like the back cover of the Girly Show tour booklet." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "It looks just like the back cover of the Girly Show tour booklet. It, it, it was a, it was a clown theme, and it was a um, what's the what's the I always forget the word." Um, David Bowie did it first. It's the it's the type of clown with the it's the checkerboard. Oh, 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 I know what you're talking about. There's a name for it. Yeah. It's a a, a, Not a, a harlequin. Harlequin, no. yes. Yeah. Um so that was her her muse for that for that for that show. So she was laughing, you know, her name is Sarah. She was she was laughing at me because I, I kept blurting out all these like weird trivia tidbits. And she saw that like I just had to say it. I could not say it. Like mm-hmm. I mean, Madonna wasn't there at the time, but like while they were getting everything ready and we're organizing and cleaning up and all that kind of stuff, I'm just like, well, you know, blah 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 blah. <laughs> she like she's like, Johnson, you're killing me. She's like, you're so funny. You're so cute. She was, she was, I was. I just had to blurt out these like I, I trivia think moments. I know? think that's perfect. I I am so happy. You you had the New Year's a New Year's to remember. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was um. It was just it was um it was just bizarre that someone of that I mean uh what's uh, who, who, who we had a we had a a gun control a gun control benefit uh last year uh what's her name uh search of the sea she she performed there I got to meet her uh Kate Winslet uh-huh she she did a she did a lips she she performed with a bunch of drag queens on uh on a I don't know what night it was but it was uh I remember your post. Yeah, uh, but well, Kate Blanchett. I'm sorry, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, it was. Uh, but everybody, she was everybody was. Posting. I went to the into the dressing room to check on her, and she like burped in my ear. It was awesome. It was just like <laughs> she was just she was drinking wine. She was just having a gay old just time. Just having a good time. And she was she was like she gave me a kiss on the cheek, and then she burped in my in my ear. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, don't worry about it. You just burped in my ear. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I I I always thought that I would freak out around celebrities. Yeah. And I'm strangely like, just good at it. Like I'm not uh, like I'm better at it than I thought I would be. I think for the most part, for us being in, of course, being in New York, here I am bumping the mic now. Uh, but hmm. uh, you know, being in New York, where we 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 experience a little, a yeah, little like more. You see them walking down the street, like yeah. Yeah, Ride the train with Chris Noth when Sex in the City was hot. Oh, really? That was a, yeah. Wow. We were all the way from like downtown to 59th Street. That's awesome. Yeah, that was fun. I, I remember when I was working the door at Urge, 
it was Halloween or one something, and some kid was on some sort of GHB or something. I don't know. He was acting crazy. He was like barking and just nuts. He was on the floor, and I was trying to pick him up just to get him to, to sit up at least, not to be laying on the ground. And I look up, and it was Bill Murray <laughs> <laughs> helping me get this guy off the floor. And I was like, hi, you're Bill Murray, you know, and you're just randomly on 2nd Avenue right now, and you're helping me get some, like, hot mass, cracked out, yeah. little gay boy, like, off the floor, off the ground, like... It's just weird, you know. It's how New York works like that. Like we take we take care of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, just just the whole like they don't want to be like attacked all the time. You know, they yeah. just want to. They they remember twenty thirty years earlier when they could walk down the street and nobody knew who they were. You know, so yeah. like they want that anonymity. You know. Yeah, and I think you know John Lennon loved that. Ironically, I mean, about living here uh, was that he had it. He could walk to the store. Yeah. Um. He could. You know. Well, I'm actually sure. Like. Madonna, if she put a pair of like glasses on and and a hat, and walked down the block, like no one would know who she was because yeah. everybody knows her as you know with all the makeup on and all that kind of stuff. I remember bum- bumping into twice uh, seeing Bjork in the East Village on St. Mark's. She was at Dance Parade one year. She was she was hanging out, and I just remember being like watching, you know, and kind of looking and being like, "Oh, there's Bjork," and then you know going about my way, and I was like, "Yeah," because you're like, "Is that Bjork?" Yeah. That's Bjork. Yeah, I know. It's like, that's okay. Because, right. I mean, there's one Bjork. You know, <laughs> like, she's just. Cindy Lauper was behind me once at, at um, on the Upper West Side once. And I just kept turning around. She's so unusual. Yeah. She had, like, a, like, a, like canary yellow hair at the time. So it was obvious it was her. <laughs> yeah. oh, great times. Great yeah. people. We have, li- we have lived some life. The we two really of us. have. Like, um, you know, like, and it, what I love about our lives, too, is that. There's a there's a, a center center of of activism and fundraising and just uh, talking about the things that some people don't want to talk about or just being that connector like we we we're, we're not we're good people you know I think mean? there's a I think with the with a lot of the people in in the nightlife and the art scene in New York there is a civic minded aspect to it yeah and uh, and it that's that's what I love is when we can all connect that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's probably like there's probably like twenty people that in the city you're one of them that like our main like the the thing that we could always count on each other or know that if we ask can you help promote this or can you can you do you know anybody who can do that you know like we're we're like a network you know of, of just like people know hey hey Chauncey like I want to do a benefit you know where I could do it or hey Chauncey I want, will you, can you volunteer at the like. There's like, a resource. We, yeah, we there's, have, a, there's resource a network. And, and, and I, I'm, I was trying to figure out, I was talking to somebody about um, how me and both my brothers are both, uh, well, not both, all three of us, all do things like this. And we were trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And like, my mom was always a member of the PTA. My father was involved in town. We really learned it from them. It, but but the three of us really do a lot for where we are. Like, like my, my middle brother runs a camp for handicapped kids. My older brother's a principal, and he like he's on the town, like he helps beautify the town and helps with this and helps with that. They're all, all they're both coaches. My father was a coach um, of all the different sports, so like the community involvement is just part of our our blood. It's how you, you know? grew up, yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew I grew up. My father was the scoutmaster, you know. Oh wow! Um, even I mean, even after I got out of Cub Scouts, and then he was doing Tiger Cubs mm-hmm. and stuff when he was home on disability. 
Yeah. Uh, he was doing it. I mean, up until the end, you know. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, there were these little Cub Scouts that came to his uh, the wake, and wow. uh, they showed up in uniform, and I just thought that you oh, know that was wild. so touching. And he was that's you know involved touching. with swim team, and he was my timer, and you know my mom volunteered and was a scorekeeper, and, yeah, and did. I just grew up with you know if you were your parents were involved in yeah. things, and and so they. You had to be, you know, I had to do a sport. Well, they had to be involved too. Or, you know, we, we did things at church, you know, together. And you did the food drives and you did the... Yeah, because we went, we both, all three of us went to Catholic school. I mean, I, I, I left... Like you I left said, in like middle fifth, school? Fifth, yeah. fifth grade was my last year in, in Catholic school. But my two brothers, they were, you know, we were all like members of this or members of that. And we, had, we grew up with a lot of like family on the block. So you would go like go to the store for your aunt or you would, right. you would help your aunt to like... It was just natural to help, which I'm. It's kind. Of, I, I mean, I couldn't I, imagine. I don't think it, it it happens as much anymore, right? You know, I think a lot of kids come up. I think that's one of the neat things that I think I've I've been able to do, and I can see it with you with a lot of the events you do, especially with like Madonna worship and whatnot. And you make these benefits as people are coming up because they're looking. I find that people are looking for something to do, mm-hmm. and so when when we can put these events together. Uh, it, it, people are so excited and they're like, "Oh, I wanted to do something." Yeah, but I, so many people, I, I think, are back, afraid. I wanted to do they, that. Are afraid to organize or like whatever. I have my monthly freakout show. Uh, it's at Stonewall's a variety show. Uh, it's kind of like a good place for people to workshop their like new, new, new things. I, I've met a lot of people. Um, you know, it's musicians, drag queens, uh, performance artists, dance, whatever. It's it's anything. You know, started out as a as a as a stand up comedy, half stand up comedy, half music, but now it's become more music related. Um, every month, it's a different charity. I mean, it's it's usually Stonewall gives back initiative, right? And they give money to for charity. But the past, you know, past two months were for Broadway to Bombay. We didn't raise a ton of money, but it was the awareness, and we had the Broadway to Bombay guys come in and and do like a little workshop to show them what they're do- what we're doing when we go to India. When is the next one? When uh, is the next, the next one? Is, out? is the twenty sixth. Okay. Uh, next next Tuesday. So I don't know if, if this will be out by then or not. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so it's like, uh, and it's at what ten p.m. No, it's it's early. It's uh, seven p.m. Seven p.m. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, then you might see candy at one of these. Yeah, no. If you ever want to perform, yeah, please, please do. And you know, especially once your album is is getting ready to release to help promote it and help you know make appearances. Yes. I just found out this guy Anthony Cherry, Anthony Cherry, who's uh, this brilliant Scottish uh, singer songwriter. He plays the ukulele, um, and he has a guitar accompanist. Um, I'm gonna go see him. At, he's gonna be at club coming on March 1st. If you're interested, <gasps> ooh, um, beautiful oh, guy, beautiful, beautiful personality, beautiful musician. Like his his lyrics, his voice, everything is just mind-boggling. He told me the last time he performed, he's like, he's like, Chauncey, you know, you gave me my first gig in New York City. I'm like, did I really? And I'm realizing I'm I'm starting to I, maybe because I'm getting a little older or whatever, blah blah blah. You know, I'm almost 43. I'm starting to realize my power. Which is a weird feeling because you always want to be like, you you want to live your life in this way that you're always like, not the underdog, but you're always like, God, I wish I was better at this. Or I wish I was better at you're, that. Well, you want to keep your. You want to keep it, and, and I'm I, I'm at a reaching, point in my life yeah. where I'm just kind of like, oh, that's what I do. That's what I do for people. Or that's okay. And I think once I'm learning that and knowing that, then I could say, okay. Those three things I'm not as good at, so let's leave those behind and let's 
focus on doing the things that I've been successful at. Like I'm, I'm it's like a level up moment, yeah. you know, whatever. So, and I think also India helped me do that because I was removed from my life for for those the longest I've been in a while, even though it was only twelve days. I, you know, I've gone on vacation for like three days, two days, four days. But the fact that I was away and in another country, so far away, I think it gave me the 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 the, the what's the, what's the word the the pers- perspective. Yeah. To to say, oh, this doesn't really mean much. Like I'm not going to do this much longer, or this this I really enjoy doing this. So let's travel down that path more or like, you know what? I haven't written a poem in a while. Let's do that. You know, cause I'm working on volume two of my, my book of poetry. Yes. Um, the first volume is available on Amazon. It's called something tsunami. By something tsunami. So the next, the next uh, volume I'm going to release uh, sometime in March. And this is stuff that I wrote around the time when I met you. Actually. Yeah. So I used to, I used to, when AOL was around, I used to send, um, I had like a small mailing list and I used to send like six, seven poems to all, the people on the mailing list and some of them would respond. Some people respond, but not, and I kept all those on one file. So I'm, I'm doing it in three parts. So I have to do parts, part volume two is coming out, uh, mid, mid March, but that's also exciting because like I'm finally spitting that out into the world and also realizing, Hey, I'm pretty good at this writing stuff. Let me write more. You know, like I was walking home from work the other day and I stopped in the middle of this block and I just started typing on my phone and I haven't done that in so long. I was more excited about, the fact that I was doing that than mm-hmm. actually what I was writing. <laughs> yeah, was, I was like, this is what I used to do. I used to like sit on the train and like just pull out the notebook and just scribble into it. And there were times where I would write while I was trying, like before I went to bed and I would actually wake up and see like the pen line going down the page. Yeah. Or I would write something and like, I don't remember writing that. I wrote that while I was sleeping. Yeah. So like, I want to get that, Get and, back know, into and I want to get back on stage. I mean, I, I do stand-up comedy. I do, you know, singing for Madonna worship and stuff like that. But I want to be in a play again. I haven't been in a play in so long. That's what I'm itching for. Because they just did a. Uh, I know I'm, I'm probably talking longer than you need. No, I but, lo- um, I love this. This is the Chauncey Dandridge. <laughs> this is like 20 years of like. We just did. Um, we just had a production of Hit the Wall. It's another. Uh, it's a play about the Stonewall riots. Uh huh. In Stonewall upstairs, and it was a. It was an immersive theater. It was a. What did I call it? I was joking with them. It was a site-specific immersive theatrical experience. That's what it was. <laughs> they actually, the the director lives right down the block. Um, he lives close to where I used to live when at my uh-huh. first story apartment was on Thirty Sixth Street. He lives right around there. So it was uh, I passed his place to get here to you. Um, it was amazing. The cast was young and like uh-huh. and wonderful and. Uh, they were all like they're all just sweethearts, and they had, there was a, a band that would that would play music. You know, it was, it was very interactive. It was very the seats in the middle of the of the floor uh-huh. got moved at one point, so everybody was sitting there. They were they moved them to different spots of the bar, uh-huh. and that's where the riot happened. That's where the that's where the the second half all the you know stuff happened. There was a fog machine. There was lighting. There's and I was I was the the lighting sound person. But the band was awesome. Um, Drew and Kristen, they're, I'm, st- I'm friends with them still. They, they do a show. They do a show uh, in a story. I'll have to find out the, the information. Um, it's kind of like an open mic type night on uh-huh. Sunday nights. Um, brilliant, brilliant cast. Everyone was great. Everyone was so respectful of the building that they were in. And I kind of was like the, I had to manage all these people. So it was, it was, a, it was a lot, but. That experience doing the that last, play. the yeah. last shows. Like, I was like, this is ending? Because they did, like, a three-week run. And it was like, I got to know everybody so well. 
Um, and that gave me the itch. I'm like, I need to act again. Because, yeah. you know, getting up on stage and hosting an event or, you know, I've done drag a few times. Uh-huh. I, you know, Ceviche is my drag persona. She only comes out for benefits as well. Um, she's cute. That's fun. You know, she's a, she's a force into retirement, former telenovela star. <laughs> and her, she her has ta- a past, Her tagline is, when life gives you lemons, make ceviche. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she's, she, she sang at, uh, at uh, Witty's, uh, Witty Repertee's, like, 10th birthday. What is it? Wait, wait, wait. The, the anniversary. Her anniversary of her, 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 her 39th, 39th birthday. birthday. She's, when she'll be doing that party forever. Um, but I want to be in like a like a show that I have to like rehearse and and and, and be directed and I want to be directed. I think that's yeah. what it is because I feel like I haven't been on I haven't done that in a long time. That I feel like I would I would bring like the, my life experiences to it that yeah. I've experienced over the last because I haven't been on in a in part of a play probably since like like ninety five or ninety six. That's a long time. Like I've been like. And the lighting, I've done, yeah. you know, how, you but know, to be on stage and to act to be and to one have of that, the actors, that role, that would that that's that's definitely something I want to conquer. Like maybe 2020. I was gonna say, maybe, well, maybe 2019. We have enough time. Yeah, we still have, we still have, we still have what? And you've months? just come back from India. Yeah, but I would like to, even if it's just like a like a vignette in a in a in a longer show or something. You know, like yeah. I don't need to be the lead. I don't need to do whatever. Even though I'm just like, you know, I'm trying to figure out when I would do that because I work nights. That's why I think I'm itching to like get some sort of midday Maybe. job, yeah, so that I could do more Have those nights. Night. I'm missing. I'm missing out on a lot by 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 being part of the entertainment for others. You know what I mean? Like, that's well. I've always said that's the the, the life of a performer can be. Sometimes it can be kind of lonely because. Even, you know, I find even, you know, when I'm doing benefits and stuff, when, when, when I'm doing the performing that I'm doing now, uh, you know, it's monthly. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a, a great connection that you have with an audience. Yeah. But, but then when you're, you, when you're, you... you're, you're putting out in there and they're giving back. And yeah, they, don't no, get totally. me wrong. They're giving back and having a great time. But at the end of the day, it's lonely. And uh, for me, I, I always kind of get uh, a crash. Yeah. After the after the performance, I get this because you know you've you've expelled all of this energy and you know these endorphins and and then after that there's always a lull. Oh, I hear um, so you know that that end of night is um, uh, never as um, as up as you as you want to be. You would think it would be, yeah, but it's actually quite the yeah. opposite. It's, You'd the, it's the, the price you pay. Yeah. Well, Chauncey, I want to thank you for being oh, here. Oh, thank you for having me. I can't uh, believe I waited so long. I, I want you to come back because there is always something that we can talk about. Oh, of course. And because I, between the two of us, we've just got a great perspective on New York City. We really do. And and the nightlife. And I love that our uh, circles get to intersect. They do a and, lot, actually. Yeah, and more than more than we probably even know. And it's just, it's it's wonderful knowing you. Literally the first friend I had in New York. Wow. Um, and, you know, I, I yeah. talk about you all the time on the podcast. And, you only you know, get better from here. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but literally my first friend in New York. So. Wow. Um, God I bless think, gay.com. And I know, AOL. and AOL and Disco Scientist. Yep. Oh. You're Astoria guy. Astoria, tw- Astoria 25 guy. Astoria 25 guy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a brief candy retirement, <laughs> and, uh, brief, and then then I made it back. Gay dot com um, was awesome. It really I had was such a good time on Gay dot com. I met a few a few people that I've known for a long time on there. It's my interesting. Larry, my DJ friend Larry. Yeah. 
we've we we've evolved, and now now we're on the Facebook and the yeah, Instagram the and all of the and, Instagram. and the, I'm not on Snapchat, but Snapchat came and went. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, there's okay. a new TikTok now that I you can make your own like funny videos. I d- like it has all these special effects and stuff. I just I just downloaded it the other day, so it's something I don't need to be bothered with but i'm gonna because i gotta stay current with the kitties i was gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna come to you okay i'm gonna come over to stonewall and we're gonna hang out I mean, and, tiktok uh, is one of those where i don't know if you've seen people make videos where like something is in their hand and then it's not and then it's back in their hand like the, it's really it's really amazing what you can do with your phone with it like oh, with the like superimpose images yeah, or things. like or like you shoot electricity out of your hands like they have a, it's it's very like uh you're your own Spielberg. Yeah, but it's shocking that you could do this with your phone. Like, that's what's really bizarre. Like, right. It's like, oh, my God, like, the things that we could do with our phone. And it's so small, and it's in our hand, and it's like... And yet there are still people who are not doing anything positive. You know what I mean? They're like... Or creative. Like, like I get I get so frustrated, and I want to actually call them out when I see someone on the train uh-huh. playing solitaire. <laughs> I know it sounds kind of like mean or, or or shady to think that, but I'm like, there are so many other games that you could be playing on your phone, and you're playing solitaire, well, like the first game we all had on our phone. I, I still haven't played it on my phone. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's or I, I know Minecraft on the computer yeah. and all that, but like there are a gazillion games to play I'm gonna, on your phone. I'm going to come to you for a tutorial, mister. <laughs> I, I probably need one, too. I'm, I'm falling behind. I was like, what are Instagram stories? Like, three months ago, now I'm addicted. Now all I do is Instagram stories. Do you do stories? Uh, sto- I, sometimes. I, well, I just don't understand why you'd want something that disappears. That's right. A, that's that's, that's my me. problem. And then like, like, I want a log of and, it all. And then, if you, I, then I have to log in all the time to see someone's story before it disappears. And it yeah, just, I don't. I don't get why it's something that disappears. I mean, you can you have an archive. You can you can kind of keep. But why would this temporary? That's what it's actually mind boggling because everything seems so documented nowadays. Like if right. you look at my Instagram, I have like eleven thousand posts, which is way too much for any human being. You know, but yes, you know, so there are times where I post like nine times a day because I'm at a gallery or I'm at a, I'm, at, I'm seeing all this graffiti and, that I want to take pictures and you, of. And you're sexy, and you you do the sexy. I've been posts. doing that a lot lately. I've, and uh, actually, I, my, those are the ones I'd like. I've I always like brought one. For, I can't believe I didn't bring one for you. My coworker Peggy made a like pinup calendar of my pictures. <gasps> I can't believe I didn't bring that. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get it to you. I want a sexy Chauncey calendar. It's so funny when she surprised me with it. I was like. You know how narcissistic I am, or how like how much of a crazy mental homo I am, and you made me a calendar of my of my underwear pictures. It was so funny, and I was like, I was I was like, who am I? Who who's gonna want these? And people were actually wanted them, so I'll give you one. I, I should have brought it. One. I totally forgot to. Next it. time, next yeah. next candy show. But before the year's up, I know. Well, I, I, you'll you'll do a podcast, you know. Between, yeah. I mean, this is season thirteen that yeah. we're starting. Does that on mean the candy thirteen show. years you've been doing it? Yeah. Wow. The first season was two episodes. Last year was one episode. Um, but but thirteenth year. Thirteenth year. Yeah. Wow. Thirteenth year. So that's amazing. It's fun, you know. It, it's it, actually I I started the candy show when I left Albatross, uh-huh. uh, and I wanted to remain current in this new digital age, yeah. and and be out there. So uh, that's how I it's started. It's on iTunes it. and everything, right? It's on iTunes, yeah. Yeah, cool. So, well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, and thank you for listening, folks. And I'm gonna be back, and I promise there will be more than yeah, just better, this podcast. You better, you better get this. I gotta get, get this get the going. Candy show back on. I know it's a thing. I tell you, I've been a little nervous about the political world we're in, and, yeah. you know, and, and, 
and there's a lot of haters out there. And yeah. so, and that kind of threw me back a little bit. And so, um, but I'm ready. I'm ready to get out and get it back out talk there, about yeah. what I want to talk about and yeah. do, do my thing and live my best life. Yep. Live that best life. So this is Candy Samples signing off and thanking Chauncey Dandridge for being here. Thank you, Candy. And reminding you out in the audience to use your powers for good. Doing it all never looked so easy. That ginger haired classics, a girl on the go. From the heart of a story of queens, she's the one you really got to know. Home cooking, the hostess, the cat's meow, can lift your spirits when you're blue. With songs and music, gossip from the local spots, and style tips just for you. Look out, here's Candy, Candy, Candy. Queen's got politics and fashion recipes and tabloid trash. So, honey, get up in the know.